This morning I've picked another difficult topic, a very difficult topic, and it's hard to preach this, hard to teach this, but I believe that I must. The topic is gossip, a word spoken for no reason. There are words spoken in season, and then there are words that are spoken for no reason, and that's gossip. Last week we were talking about a spirit of error, a spirit of error that permeates the church and brings in false teaching, brings in wrong teaching. Here we're talking about wrong things said about each other. And in our church, in CDC, in our community, there are several who are under the attack of gossip, who have been hurt by gossip. Many, many, many in our congregation that have been really badly hurt by loose, careless words that people thought would have no impact. They were just having a coffee conversation. They were just saying, and that is what I want to address today. And by the end of the message, I hope that the Spirit of God will unite us in in committing to God to be a congregation that is a safe place for people to come, for safe place for people to come and uh, and 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 be here and be I'll, and I'll cover the rest in my text. Father God, this is not an easy conversation. This is not an easy topic. Lord, would you speak so that we know that we're hearing from you and not any one man's heart in Jesus name. Amen. When we wait, let me get my timer because I respect you. When we speak, what we say comes out of what we believe. What we say comes out of what we believe. The Bible talks about freshwater salt water. You can't get salt water out of a freshwater spring. You're not going to get fresh water definitely out of a salt water spring. Whatever's inside is going to come out. When we speak, we speak from what we believe. People talk straight and people talk gossip. When they talk straight, they're like, I believe the sun is going to rise tomorrow morning. And you say, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate that uh, tidbit of information. It's excellent. I don't, you don't need to verify that. That's just out there. But gossip is, can you believe what he said? Can you believe what she did? Do you know this? Do you know that? It's juicy. It draws you in. It keeps you listening. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 22 says, The words of a whisperer are delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Shall I do that again? You're listening to the knocking, aren't you? The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Yeah, normal conversation goes to your head, but gossip goes inside. It finds a new space inside. We are self-involved, we are uh, with our self-involved search for the knowledge of good and evil happenings in our community. We reveal an entire theology of an indulgence in such things, a dark, hidden, embedded, implied theology spoken in whispers and innuendos. And when scripture warns about gossip, <coughs> it warns as a killer to a community. It warns as a killer to relationships. Romans chapter 1 verse 29, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness. (coughs) All manner of unrighteousness. Evil, covetousness, malice. They were filled with envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips. 1 Timothy 5 verse 13, besides that they learned to be idlers, being idle, going about from house to house and not only idlers but also gossips and busybodies saying what they should not 
saying what they should not. <coughs> Gossiping, it is, an, it is applying an entire understanding of God, Jesus, the word, his image, his plan, his salvation, and his people. There is a theology behind gossiping. When you gossip, you are assuming a certain theology. And I want to cover that before I get to what I really want to talk about today. To refrain from gossip is the on-the-ground practice of Christian theology. When you refrain from gossip, when you give in to gossip, to share in gossip is to practice a distinctly non-Christian theology. So, for those who indulge in gossip and for the sanity of those who have heard gossip about themselves, let's articulate a theology insinuated by gossip. Number one, let's talk about God. Let's talk about God. God himself, God the Father. Gossip contains speech that would never occur in heaven. Gossip contains speech that would never occur in heaven. Moreover, would never occur between the Godhead, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The, the Trinity never gossips. They talk about you, they talk about you behind your back, but they never gossip. To be gossiped about is a bitter suffering because it spills into almost every other relationship, including your relationship with God. We would never say it out loud, but it's easy to slip into the belief that God is also laughing at us with everyone else. People are talking about us, God must be also talking about. People are laughing at us, God also must be laughing at us. It's easy to slip into that mode. This is the implicit theology of gossip. The one who gossips finds ways for God to endorse their evil. And the one who is gossiped about is naturally inclined to believe that endorsement. I want to tell you this morning, my brothers and my sisters, my friends, Jesus does not speak words of judgment or accusation about you to the Father. He does not speak words of judgment or accusation about you to the Father. In fact, the Trinity does not even speak neutral words about you. They don't just chat. Shankar Bhai, when you go out, Not even neutral language. They don't just chit-chat about you. To say, oh, it's not God. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was just we're just talking. The Trinity never talks about that. All speech between Father, Son, and the Spirit about the Christian is overflowing active love. Overflowing active love. 1 John chapter 4 verse 16. So we have come to know and to believe that the, the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God in Him. The Spirit that's God the Father. Then the Spirit of God is praying for you. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We don't know what to pray for, but He prays with the intercedes with us with groanings that cannot be put words to, cannot have words put to it. The Spirit of God is praying for us. Jesus. Jesus is your priest. Hebrews chapter 8. Cleanser. Hebrews chapter 10. Advocate. Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, one who subdues your enemies. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 13. The Father loves you with the same love with which He loves the Son. God is the opposite of how, gossip is the opposite of how the son speaks to the father about you. You have the way God speaks to the son or the son speaks to God about you. Gossip is the opposite of that. No, you're not listening to me. This is how God speaks. And gossip is the opposite of that. So when I am gossiping, I am speaking 
the opposite of the way God speaks. The Trinity talks about you behind your back, but will never gossip. It would be an encouraging thing if you heard what they had to say about you. When they talk about your sin, there is hope and there's a plan. When they talk about your suffering, there is help and there's a purpose. I hope you're listening to me. The Trinity talks about you every day. And they talk about you with the most uplifting, encouraging words. That's God. Christ. Gossip is built on the attitude, we are different, you are different. You are not normal. Christology is built on the attitude, we, are, we were different, but now we are the same. I am the same as you in Christ. The son says, in taking on human nature, Jesus in becoming flesh, he says, I will dwell in the mud with you. John chapter 1 verse 14, he says, I will become nothing and die with you. Philippians chapter 2, I can totally sympathize with you. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. That's Jesus. Let's talk about God's word. God's word. First of all, scripture forbids to gossip. Scripture forbids to gossip. Please note this verse and if you forget everything else, take this verse home with you. Proverbs chapter four, 17 verse 4 and 5. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 4 and 5. An evildoer listens to wicked lips. An evildoer listens to wicked lips. A liar gives ear to a mischievous tongue. A liar gives ear to a mischievous tongue. And whoever mocks the poor insults his maker, he who is glad at the calamity will not go unpunished. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. The scripture forbids gossip. Secondly, when God speaks, it's always direct. It's for your good. Whatever God's word says, it's straight to you. He doesn't talk about you, he talks to you. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With your whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart. Why? Why? That I might not sin against you. Gossip is the exact opposite of this sort of speech. Gossip is not direct. It's not open. It's not declared. Gossip is behind closed doors. It is whispered under breath is a sinful response to human insecurity. Gossip preys, P-R-E-Y-S, preys on human insecurity. On the, on the contrary, God's word offers security and wisdom out of his self-sufficiency. God's word offers security and wisdom out of his self-sufficiency. Thank you so much, brother. God judges gossip to be arrogant, Proverbs chapter 21, foolish, Proverbs chapter 9, because it is so unlike the character of his own speech. Are you with me? Right? We're just working through the, 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 the theology when we gossip. What we think about God, about Christ, about his image, about his word when we gossip. There is a theology that is, uh, that is in play when we gossip. Let's talk about being in Christ. Two more and then we'll get to the real thing. Being in Christ. Our shortcomings and sufferings are our portion in being made one in Christ. So my sin and my suffering, what I do wrong to myself and what others do wrong to me, both experiences God is using to make me more like Jesus. Both. One he's correcting and one he is using to make me more. No matter what rubbish happens in my life, difficult times happen, whether I hurt myself or others hurt me, no matter what, God is using everything to build me, to make me like Christ, the prototype of what he intended to be a son of the Father, a son of the Father. That means to bear his image and to bear his name. So if that's the case, then my shortcomings in Christ's 
eyes are something that God is using to build me up. But our shortcomings in other people's eyes is something they use to tear me down. Are you getting it? What God uses, how God uses it and how you use it. Gossipers use it to tear you down. God uses it to build you up. The more sin I have in my life and when I do wrong, I experience more grace from God. But from people I experience judgment and condemnation. So unlike God. So unlike God. That's gossiping. That is gossiping. To stigmatize a sinner for their, from their sin or their suffering is to stigmatize Christ himself. To roll one's eyes at a person's failures and suffering is to roll one's eyes at their share in the person of Christ. Let me put it in my language. Oh, he's perfect in Christ, is he? Ha! I know how perfect he is. I can see through Christ to see what you're really like. That's what it means. That's what it means. Jesus has become invisible to me. He's become transparent to me. I can see through him to see what you're really like. So instead of being a guard, instead of seeing everybody behind Christ, behind the holiness and perfection of Christ, so that we all see each other through Christ, we are able to remove Christ and see people for what they really are. And we think it's a revelation. We think we have great insight. What God is trying to hide in Christ, we are trying to expose in gossip. Let's talk about the church. The church means the body of Christ, not the building. The body of Christ the community. If some random person on the bus, in the office, some random person, acquaintance, like Facebook friends, when they gossip, it means nothing to you. It's just, it's, it's, it's part of the discourse in our culture today. I mean, the whole entertainment business is built on gossip. So you don't really feel so bad when somebody else got, but when a believer gossips about you, that hurts like crazy. When another believer, follower of Christ, gossips that hurts like crazy it, it it's the worst it becomes betrayal gossip within the church is a special kind of sin a special kind of iniquity i'll explain proverbs says whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense but a man of understanding remains silent whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered there's a time to open your mouth and there's a time to shut your mouth it's not a secret of wicked kind of keeping a secret it's a it's a time to know when to honor god's name and to keep something covered that it is not a great thing to go and tell everybody that you were the first information report everybody wants to have that right i was the first you heard it first from me a dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends a whisperer separates close friends why is it so bad it's the worst it's worse than gossip always is bad gossip hurts everybody all human beings but why is it worse in the church because gossip is hurting one member of the church and if you are a member of the church and you hurt another member of the church, you're hurting your own body. When somebody starts hitting themselves, we usually think they're a little... When somebody starts slashing their own wrists or they take their own life, it is masochism. 
It is suicide. It is masochism. It is foolish. It is, it is bonkers when you hurt yourself. When a believer goes against another believer and hurts another believer in the body of Christ, you are hurting your own body. The body that gave you an identity. The body that gives you security. The body that gave you eternal life. That body, you're, you're bringing shame to the head, the Lord Jesus. When you hurt another member of the body, you are doing worse than any normal person does when they gossip. You are hurting yourself. It is you who suffer. Is some, uh, I've been doing a lot of investigation, hearing a lot and, and counseling a lot of people who have been hurt by gossip here in CDC. None of you gossip. None of you gossip. But there are gossipers. They come to the other services. And I've been talking to people who are hurting from that. And, it's, I, and I, as I investigate more and more, hear more and more, A and B are talking to each other. And I don't understand that. A is talking to B about C. And A is telling that this is what C said about you. C did to you, talked about you. This is what. And ruins the C relationship between B and C. Now A and B are close friends. And they know, A knows that it's going to destroy B to tell what C did. Are you with me? This is intensive formula here. This is as deep as I get. Okay, no EMC square and all that. This is just A, B, and C. That's as far as I go. I usually got a D, but. Between A and B. And B is completely now destroyed. Why would A do that? That's my question. B is your friend. B is your colleague. B is your, is, is your fellow partner, your member of the church. Why would you do that? Even if, go straight to C and deal with C. Why would you go and, why? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why. Because in the wickedness of our insecurity, in our cowardly wickedness of our humanity, we feel that if I can cut off and, dis, and, and sow distrust between this person, my friend, and all their other friends, they, she and I, he and I will become closer. Spouses think that way. Spouses cut off their spouse's relationship with everybody else. And so distrust in every other relationship, thinking that that spouse will come running to me, I will be the only trusted member left. Tell me, does that work? It's not working. It doesn't work. Because if you know, if you know the download on everybody else, what does that make you? Can you be trusted? You will also speak about me like that someday or the other. And it's our weakness that brings us to that point. God's church, God's church. When Christians gossip, followers of Christ gossip, they participate in an act of betrayal. My friend, my brother, my body has hurt me. My body has hurt me. Paul Tripp adds some helpful words here. He says, judgment is easier than mercy. It's easier to stand apart from somebody and point a finger than it is to patiently walk alongside with them, to love them, to forgive them, to get your hands dirty as you help them bear the burden of change. It's easier to talk about somebody's sin than to go alongside them and help them change. What else is the church's job but to do these things? Mercy and judgment are mutually exclusive. Mercy is the mission of the church. It is the mission of the church. It should reflect the heart of God in every relationship. <clears throat> but gossip is not the problem because you all don't gossip. You and I, we, we never gossip. Yeah? But we all know people who gossip in our church. But they're not here. 
So the related problem, which is the real problem, which I want to talk about today, is how do you respond to gossip? How should we respond to gossip? When a conversation turns into gossip, when words become gossiping words, how do you respond? The related problem which we face every day, when the whisperer comes by, when the conversation descends to the lowest common denominator, usually happens after over coffee, and the coffee gets cold, it's usually past 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the night. It gets to that point where now conversation is just... You can't, you're not going to talk about anything distinct, anything specific. Now it's just conversation. We're just hanging out. We're just talking. We're just spending time. At that time, it gets to that point where nobody else is listening. Because you'll never hear gossip while all of, everyone's listening. While the, uh, the conversation is accountable to other ears. It's only in the safety of two or three people, trusted friends, that gossip finds comfort. Are you with me? And when you get to that portion time, where now we're just chatting, you know, we're just chatting, we're not going to be held accountable. And what we're going to say now is not going to in, be investigated. Just words, just coffee, just late night. That's when things unravel and get really dangerous. You notice how many coffee shops there are in the town now? Lot can happen over coffee. <laughs> Have you been there? <laughs> Never mind. Even worse, there aren't some strangers or enemies. These are not just random people. These are close friends. And when a close friend, a sister, a brother, when a church member, when a team member of your ministry starts gossiping, what do you do? What do you do? How do you respond to it? That's the challenge. That is a challenge. When conversation turns to gossip. I want to give you four responses and I'll let you go. Okay? And you want to think about it. Go back to the word. Ask the Holy Spirit and he'll take, give you many more. But today, just four responses. Number one. Hebrews, uh, Proverbs chapter 14 verse 16 gives us three out of the four. One who is wise... One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless with their words. One who is wise and cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless with their words. You've got three right in there. Number one, one who is wise. Number two, one who is cautious. And number three, one who is, who turns away. Wise, cautious and turns away. Right there, number one, be wise. Be wise. And the Bible says wisdom is righteousness, not intelligence. Knowing what God's will is, knowing what God's purposes is, knowing what truth is and defending the truth, being, being in love with what is true, that is what God loves. That is what is godly. Truth should rest in our minds and hearts easily. Lies should be, you know how your body rejects something from it that's not supposed to be there? Lies should be Removed as quickly as possible. You should have a very quick, sensitive response to lies when you know something is not true or when you have a doubt that it may not be true. Be wise. Commit ourselves to what is true, helpful and of good repute. Number two, be cautious. Be cautious. Where words are many, sin is not far. Whenever somebody talks a lot, be careful. Just be careful. You say, no, no, I'm just a listener. They were talking and talking and talking. And where words are many, sin is not far. Because you can't come out with too many words before you start slandering somebody. 
Because at the end of the day, subjects are only juicy when you're talking about people. Who talks about buildings? <laughs> you can talk about food only for so long and then you get hungry. The only juicy topic is people. And you have to be careful when words are many. And when people are with you and they're talking a lot, tell them to take a break. Give them a brand new coffee. Okay, give them chewing gum. Do something to get them to breathe. Okay, you stop talking for a little while. Let's talk about something else. Learn to say that. Let's talk about something else. Fresh, freshen the topic. Especially when people are being spoken about. The moment the conversation gets to a place where you're talking about somebody, immediately let your red flag go up. Because if that person is talking and they're talking about somebody, you are going to be held accountable for this conversation. Be careful. Be cautious. We need to keep our guard up. Number three is be directional. Be directional. He's wise, he's cautious, and he turns away. Be directional. Take the conversation somewhere else. Don't be such a, a, a wuss that in the conversation you say, I can't stop him from talking. He was talking, she was talking, I couldn't talk. No, you can. No, you can. You're great. You're amazing. Yes, you can. You can turn the conversation around. You can change the course of, of the conversation. Just say, oh, I don't know if that is true. Is that, is that really true? Or say, I don't know if we should be talking about him in this way or her in that way. Or even better say, hey, really, let's talk to them. What's our number? <laughs> you see how the coffee will get cold like that. It's time to go home immediately. Number one, wise. Number two, cautious. Be directional. Number three. Let's get a fourth from Matthew chapter 12 verse 36. Matthew chapter 12 verse 36. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Got that? On the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Number four, be accountable. Be accountable. Remember to be quiet and add nothing to the conversation. Remember that your conversation is being recorded. That angels have synced with Google. And they have backed up the history. And every word is there. Be bold and ask, why are we talking badly about this person? Why? Do you have a problem with that person? You're not doing well? Hey, why don't we call that up? Let's the next coffee, let's have it with that person. And let's mend this relationship. No, I'm not ready for this. You'll be ready. Next week, you'll be ready. Be that kind of a friend. Be a powerful friend. Be an influential friend. Be a friend who is courageous to say, oh, you were just kidding. No, it's not funny. No, you don't have a sense of humor. Don't joke about stuff like that. You don't have a sense of humor. Say it's not funny. Or the person, no, I was just saying. I was just, no. You're not just saying. You are saying the saying because of something else that you're actually. No, I was just telling you so that you know. You, you, you need to know. I don't need to know. I do not need to know. But everybody feels that way. No. Everybody doesn't feel that way. No, but what everybody is saying, no. 
Everybody is not saying, only you are saying. These are what gossipers normally say. Everybody is speaking. I heard from somebody. Some people are ta- talking. Some pe- No, that it's not the truth. You investigate, you find it's not the truth. It's just them. It's just them. The moment you hear words like that, let your red flag go up. You are in the presence of a gossiper, a body hurter, a masochist, a liar, an ungodly person. Gossip for the most part is sinning with our lips. Let's close. Let's conclude. Gossip for the most part is sinning with our lips. So we must shut our lips. And you can say, oh yeah, she was talking like he was saying, but I never said anything. I never said, the whole time I was quiet. Yeah? Really? We think that as long as we aren't saying anything, we're not part of that conversation. We smile in courtesy and surrender to the speaker's right to speech. But look at what Psalm, uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 4 and 5 says. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 4 and 5. Let me read it for you. An evildoer listens to wicked, what? Listens. An evildoer listens to wicked lips. And a liar gives what? Ear to a mischievous tongue. Interesting. A liar is one who tells lies. A liar, one who tells lies, gives ear to what? A mischievous tongue. Tell me lies because I want to take the lies forward. Tell me lies. Truth is boring. Truth is boring. Hey, you know what he did? That was amazing. He won the championship. Yeah, it's great. How long does that conversation last for? Yeah, how long? Did you hear? Yeah, I already heard that. Oh, by the way, did you hear? Yeah, I, I know. He won the championship. So what? Now what? Hey, do you know where I saw him the other day? No, I saw him. Did you see him? No, I was not, I would never be there. But I saw this, this much difference between boring truth and juice. And so easily we get sucked into it. It's not just our lips we need to shut. We need to shut our ears as well. We need to shut our ears as well. What about shutting our ears? Listening to gossip is participating in it. We can shut our lips, we must also shut our ears. Just because we don't say anything, doesn't mean we haven't said anything. Yes, I said it right. Did you hear it? Just because we don't say anything, doesn't mean we haven't said anything. By our silence, we have said that the speaker has a right to what they're saying. By our silence, we have said we agree. By our silence, we have said we are okay with what we just heard. By our silence, we have said we feel the same way. By a silence we have said, you, a gossiper, are still my friend. We are too cowardly to offend our friend, to offend our friend, our colleague, our family member. So we just keep quiet and the poison goes deep. Listening to gossip is gossiping too. Listening to gossip, according to the Bible, is gossiping too. Let's make a commitment in the presence of God to be a safe place, a safe community. Let's pray the prayer of the psalmist. 
Psalm 39 verse 1. He says, I will guard my ways that I might not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle so long as the wicked are in my presence. I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle so long as the wicked are in my presence. Psalm 141 verse 3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. When God comes to guard your mouth, only his word and his will and his encouragement will come out of your mouth. I will set my ear to hear truth and truth alone. Let's not be a congregation that tolerates gossip. Let's not be a congregation that encourages gossipers. Let's hate lies and untruth. Let's hate conversations that tear people down. Let's be like the Trinity and talk like them and relate like them. Let's talk to God the way Jesus talks to God. Let's talk about people the way Jesus talks to God about people.